Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with the Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. We're in the studio today, sidekick on the left, Dave hey. Ham, hey. and our guest today, Jeannie Ortega, who we're going to hear from, talk about our music, talk about our story, and the story behind some of this music, right after this short break. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. With all of the bad news abounding today, isn't it a wonderful thing to finally get some good news? Well, I have some good news for you today. Not only are churches in New York City praying, but I know of 100 of them that are feeding 14,000 hungry New Yorkers every month. This is happening through an initiative called Feed New York. Through Feed New York and partners like Cornell University, These local churches are also learning to teach families about proper nutrition and the handling of food. Feed New York is even considering building a greenhouse project to provide fresh food to these churches. Please remember also that at all of these churches you can also find a place to pray. You can check out Feed New York at their website, feednewyork.org. And please, please remember, it's always, and especially now, it's time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. One of the important things that you and I are going to have to consider for the future is discipleship and mentoring. It's so important. I've been a student of revivals for a good part of my Christian life, and one of the pitfalls of spiritual awakening in any generation is that people come into the kingdom of God and they have a subjective experience with God but it never translates into proper teaching, proper discipleship, proper understanding, really, of what my life is supposed to look like as a follower of Jesus Christ. Times Square Church is holding six-part teaching on discipleship and mentoring called Authentic Christian Leadership, taught by Dr. Lamar Vest. The sessions will take place once a month on Wednesday nights from May to October. The course is free, but you'll need to register online in order to attend. The sessions will also be streamed live on our website. For more information and to register, visit tscnyc.org. It is imperative that we teach people how to walk with God through Jesus Christ and to be active, vibrant witnesses for Christ in our generation. That's what this is all about. It's not just an accumulation of knowledge, but it comes from a man with a passionate heart to see the church of Christ be the church in our generation. And we're back, and thanks for joining us on TSC Music with the Mission. And in the studio with us today, Jeannie Ortega. How you doing? How you doing? Welcome. And she's got her husband with her, Ren Ortega. No, love. See, I knew that. I was just che- I was just testing to see what you were going to say. The, um, yeah, well, I mean, everyone knows, you know. I'm, Everybody knows the you as Jeannie Ortega. Ortega. Yeah, yeah. But, but pretty soon everyone will know Jeannie Ortega Law. Long? Law. 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 L-A-W. Like it's the law. Yeah, this, we got to talk about this guy because this, this guy looks Puerto Rican. He's Jewish. No, no, he looks no. Jewish he and looks Puerto Jewish. Rican and Israeli, <laughs> Middle East. But what is he? I'm actually Grenadian. Not what are you? I'm sorry, but you're from Grenada. Grenadian. Yes. We're gonna talk to you in a minute because there's a lot. Law. Yeah, and, and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's reggae. He does reggae. Yeah, go, go figure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll have you back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
But this is about your wife today. Jeannie, welcome. Thank <laughs> We're you. We're so glad Thanks to have you. Thanks for having me. And uh, now, everybody knows just Jeannie Ortega. Mm-hmm. Tell us who Jeannie Ortega is. I mean, where'd you grow up? Okay. How'd you get in this music thing? Uh, well, I'm a Puerto Rican girl from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Bushwick. Um, yeah, Bushwick in the house. <laughs> and um, I actually got into music just kind of as my escape. Music was kind of my running away from my actual life and started very early. Uh, didn't No one actually thought I'd ever make it anywhere. I'm from Bushwick, you know? Mm. What good comes from Bushwick? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of that whole mentality, really. Oh, and... Mm. Um, just, I really, I needed an escape, mm-hmm. and I wasn't, I was really determined, and I wasn't going to let anything or any negativity kind of keep me down, and I just, crazy little me, pursued to be a singer. I didn't even know if I could sing until mm-hmm. I was about 18. <laughs> wow. What, 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 what was it about Bushwick that made it so, that you had to escape? Well, it wasn't, it was, I mean, it was everything, you know, Bushwick at the time, Bushwick is getting better now and Mm -hmm. I don't live there anymore, but I, I've seen and I've heard and, you know, it's getting better. But at the time, you know, just drugs and, you know, broken homes and, you know, it was just a lot of violence. The things that, that every city has to some extent. Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, I'm from the hood, so it was, Mm -hmm. it was hood life. Okay. And, um, at home, you know, uh, grew up in a Puerto Rican family you know, fiery tempers. My dad uh, was always abusing my mom mm. and verbally abusing me. And I just thought it was always my fault. And so I had two options. It was kill myself or sing. Mm. Mm. And, and you chose the latter. Yes. Had you given thought to the first? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until uh, I listened to music and I realized the power behind music that I felt like there could be something else for me to do mm-hmm. then end my life. And I was seven at that time. Wow. Um, so at the age of seven, I, I you know, I listened to uh, a song and it had the power to just make me cry my little eyeballs out. And I didn't even know what the, the girl was saying, but I just cried and cried and cried and then felt better. Mm-hmm. And was like, wow. I want to do that for people. And you didn't start doing it, though, until you were 18, you said. Actually, I started to pursue it at that moment. Oh, okay. Like, this was, this was da- a concerted effort at Yeah, 18. this was a this- long process. All right. <laughs> I went to my dad, and I said, Dad, I want to be a famous singer. And he chuckled, you know, just like any parent when you, your child is like, I want to be a, yeah. you know, a bus driver. I want to be mm. a policeman. I want to be, you know. So he's just like, oh, cool. All right. You know, well, if you want to sing, then you better learn how to write. Smacked a notepad in front of me, and that's when I I started to write. And, um, you know, I lived a whole kind of early life of just singing and writing and performing in parks and school and church, Um, you know, meeting fake managers, joining a girl group. (laughs) I'm telling you, I've literally seen it all. So I mean, we from the hood, you know. You meet other people oh, yeah, in the hood. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know somebody from Motown. Right, yep, exactly. I got you. You know, somebody so. that knows somebody. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And well, I didn't know any better. And my parents, they sure didn't think I was going to continue to pursue this. Uh-huh. So by the age of about eleven, twelve. You know, I got myself involved with some fake management and, you know, they tried to push me in a girl group and that didn't really work out well. And and then, you know, it just kept on it just kept on going from there until um, one day I was actually sitting in a cab on my way home from grocery shopping with my mom and singing to the radio. 
And when the cab driver pulls up in front of our house, he's just like, you're so pretty and you can sing. Do you have like a demo? And, you know, I, I, did, I was able to work a couple demos up with these people. And um, I said, yes, sure, of course, I got a demo. You know, that combined with my karaoke <laughs> machine recordings <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the cassette tapes. Oh, and this is with the cab driver. Yeah, but this is what he tells me. He says, I'm, I'm also a limo driver and I drive around famous people in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And you never know, I can give your stuff to someone. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, what do I got to lose? You yeah, know? you've been working with fake managers. Exactly. You know? and, you know, now a fake cab driver. <laughs> I'm telling you, he was a kind of a stalker cab driver anyway. But anyway, so um, I run downstairs, give him my stuff, and about two weeks later, I get a call from a woman in the music industry, and she actually turned out to be one of the managers that I worked with for 11 years of my career, mm. my younger career. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, you so, know... I'm sorry, so, so you worked with this woman before? No, no, no. I'm saying I met her and uh-huh. then she wound up developing ah, me I see. Gotcha. and and now, but did you meet her through the cab driver? Yeah. Okay. It was wow. actually I'm telling you, no, like it's one of those stories that you're like, to wrap yeah, that right. Story up. Exactly. To all those listening, never underestimate the cab drivers. <laughs> you better sing. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh, the limo driver who doubles as a cab driver. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, so that's kind of how it really, that is really how it started. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got introduced to everyone in the music industry. And I used to, you know, I was a a very um, into the whole music industry as a secular artist. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I got my big break from a cat. So when you started writing, what were you writing about? Because if that was secular, I mean, the songs obviously have changed for you. Absolutely, yeah. It's like night and day. Um, well, when I started writing, it was about little crushes in school <laughs> and then how badly I wanted to get away from my home. Mm. And then as I developed um, as an artist, and that didn't happen until years later because, you know, at that point I was stuck with producers who were now trying to make me something that I wasn't. Mm. So when that didn't work, they're like, all right, we'll let you write. So at that point, it was just about being this. I was just very aggressive. You know, I had a lot of anger um, growing up in, in that type of scenario. Um, I was just angry. Mm-hmm. I was very angry and I thought I was thug life. I really did. <laughs> so what I wrote about was that, you know, what I wrote about was being, <laughs> you know, from the hood and the, being this Puerto Rican girl that, that just wanted to reality. show the world who I was. Your reality, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but isn't it funny how quickly I forgot what I really wanted to do with the music? Oh, well, that happens. Um, and yeah. that's kind of what happened with me. You know, I got signed to Hollywood Disney uh, started touring the country, toured with Rihanna, toured with, uh, you know, a bunch of Latin notables, um, had top 25 billboard success, which was a miracle, really. Mm-hmm. You know, this young girl just with this crazy dream. The fact that it even happened is kind of a miracle. And now I just see that the Lord was using it to show me what I wasn't going to do. <laughs> you know, he's mm-hmm. like, all right, you want to I'll let you explore, but you're coming back. Seasons of success yeah. ultimately gets you where he wants you to be. Wow. Yeah. He said to show me what I wasn't going to do. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we've all been there at some point or another. Yeah. So how long did this last? I mean, you're in, you've got this well, record yeah. deal, you, you're you traveling. How long did that last? Well, I got signed at 16. So remember, I started very early, about 11, 12. From the ages of 13 to 16, I was just trying to find my niche and Meaning was just do what I should have did from the beginning. Just write from, you know, Uh from me. 
And then I got signed that way. So from 16 to about 21, um, really, you know, it did. It, it took a while before we released the record. But, you know, radio tours and just, you know, te- tours and tours mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, living the life as a, as a celebrity from New York and just kind of making my way throughout the business. I met everyone you can think of and the same still broken little girl. That mm-hmm. was me. I was still angry. I still wanted to kill myself. I'm not even kidding. I had fame, success. You know, I, I, I grew up very uh, middle class. Now I had wealth. Mm-hmm. Nothing fulfilled that void that I had. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're, you're I, 16 now. You've got this career. Where's your mom and dad? Because that's 16. You're still a minor, so certainly you couldn't have signed a, a contract yeah, yourself. So. You know, the funny thing in this whole situation is that my dad, you know, he, he dealt with, uh, you know, he had, he had his struggles with alcohol, and that's mm-hmm. kind of why he was the way he was. Um, he encouraged me my entire childhood to do it, and then <laughs> the moment that was the most important thing for me, I asked him just to please not to drink, and he left me alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't show up. So my mom, who didn't know anything about anything, had to come in the day that we signed the contract, shaking, crying. And, no. I'm here for you, and I'm sorry that I'm dumb, and I don't know what these terms mean. You know, she wasn't dumb, but she didn't mm-hmm. know this legal, this yeah. legal language. Yeah. You know, and that's just kind of how she looked at it. And, you know, I just looked at her, and I said, I appreciate it, Mom. And I was like, God, help us. Yeah. And we signed. And thank God, you know, I didn't sign my life away. I was going to ask you that, because as a young artist, you've just mm-hmm. signed this document that could potentially give people the license to create who you know this girl that they want you to be send you to places that they want to send you in places you don't feel comfortable going did that ever happen did you find yourself in places that you absolutely didn't want to be you find yourself looking Mm -hmm. a certain way i mean how did that shape you well initially when i when they offered me the record deal i told them i'll sign with you under one condition you have to let me be me and they didn't like that Actually, they were just like, absolutely, that's what we want. <laughs> they took it. Yeah, and they were like, we want you. That's why we love you. And I was signed to Disney. You know, it was Hollywood Disney, gotcha. and I was rough around all the edges. It's like, you know, here's the Cruella DeVille of the group. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's the Disney princesses, and then the you know the the the, the witch of the, the whole group, the big well, bad the wolf. The DeVille, we like yeah, to say. Yeah, it was you bad, know, the you know. And, and I guess that's what I worked on them, and they loved it. And mm. it was totally the enemy, though, because I could see how I was. I had taken the pain, and instead of using it as a way to help people i used it as a rebellion you know kind of mm-hmm. like look at me and like rah you know it wasn't definitely wasn't the way i was supposed to mm-hmm. so you know they were pretty good to 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 an extent um where i found myself in co- compromise at times were photo shoots and um videos and where the stylist would want me to wear less mm-hmm. and um you know where management would tell me you know that's what this business is. Yeah. You know, the guys want something and the girls got to want to be you. Well, so that's, I was a that's little girl. Yeah, that's the reality. And yeah. they're just like, that's your goal. You know, and, and of course, when that's drilled in your head, regardless how strong of a person you are, because, you know, I was very strong minded as a mm-hmm. young girl. 
you know, you still think you got to give the people what they want. And yeah. I quickly became a product and not a person mm-hmm. anymore. You know, and uh, I thank God for what he did, though, because, yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to go sure. to some of your music. Awesome. Yeah. And we're going to come back and pick up right there, right here on TSC Music with a Mission. Jeannie Ortega. And we're back, and we are having a wonderful discussion, hearing about the story behind this artist, Jeannie Ortega. You've shared some really interesting things that a lot of young artists who listen to this podcast need to hear. Mm-hmm. They need to hear that when you do sign on the dotted line, they can say whatever they want to say, but ultimately Surely. there's something that they want that you are not going to be in place to give. So they do have to start to shape you and mold you. Yeah. They ask you to wear less. You And you made a powerful statement when you said, the guys want something and the girls want to be you or they need to want to be you. Yeah. And that's typically, that has typically been uh, the, the the status quo, if you will, of the music industry. Am I, am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just led to just a growth and in, in just the deception of uh, just a fake identity for so many young people. Uh, I mean, you you nailed it several times in several things that, yeah. that, you, that you've said. Um, and you said, too, I mean, I love... The fact that you said you knew it was the devil because that was deceiving you in the sense of here was what I was trying to escape. Here's my story um, that has, you know, 
left you empty and a huge void, and yet you used it as this badge of rebellion mm. and performed with that. I mean, and wow. I mean, that, that, that's the generation we're dealing with today that's yeah. pursuing yeah. music. Even in the Christian yeah, <laughs> Christian uh, <laughs> music industry, Important. it's the same. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's this image that uh, the okay. industry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that they that they want you to put on, yeah. and uh, and then of course they 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 steer you with the advances, uh, you know, the bonus checks or the advancement yeah. checks, and this that, and the other, the car that's not really yours, <laughs> or, <laughs> exactly. or the house that'll never be yours, exactly. you know, and it's it's just all of that to create. So you 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 find yourself now you're signed mm-hmm. on the dotted line, you're yep. traveling, you're realizing now that. There's a little more to this than meets the eye. Yeah. Uh, they want me to wear less. They want the men to be satisfied. They want the girls to want to be like me. Mm-hmm. Where does it happen for you where you get, there's an awakening? Um, I think it was, I remember being in a club. You know, I, I was always doing club gigs mm-hmm. and um, being in a club and I was never, I was never really a drinker because of, you know, growing up in that environment, I always did have something against alcohol. Um, so I never really was a drinker. And if I ever did, it was because my sisters were like, come on, he's stiff. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right. Um, but then, you know, I never was into it. And one particular show, can't remember exactly where I was. I might have been in New York. I'm performing and it's a bunch of young people. They're all about my age. And at this point, I'm still underage Mm. and they're wasted, completely wasted. I mean, they're enjoying the music. They're completely wasted. And after every show, regardless of how naked I was on stage and if I had some drinks or not and how I was shaking, I always said, put God first. I always said, remember to keep God the center of your life. Mm. And I said that that particular night and I said every night, but that night, I looked in the crowd and I looked at their faces and they cheered, but they cheered just like they cheered for anything else that I did. Mm -hmm. And I just realized how hypocritical it was. Yeah. And after that, I mean, I will tell you in the midst of all this, the Lord did, you know, provide a place for me to go to church and kind of give, like, begin my walk with the Lord and, 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 and learn, really, really learn. Cause I was really rebellious. So I wasn't about to let a pastor tell me what to do either or any church leaders or anything like that. It was mm-hmm. just like, you know, I remember being told in church, uh, you shouldn't dress that way to church. And, you know, they were right. But I said, um, you know, God loves me regardless how mm-hmm. I dress. And well, you know, you can really tempt other people. And I'm like, well, if I wear a garbage bag, that 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 might still happen. <laughs> so that was my attitude. I was very rebellious. So it took a but while. That was a piece of truth there, though. But anyway, <laughs> and that was the Bushwick, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, but you know, then that's kind of that was my attitude, and it really took a while for the Lord to break me. But in yeah. the midst of all the success of me in the clubs, of me on tour with Rihanna, you know, just having all this wealth. I had, I was always, I would always go to church when I could, you know, when I wasn't on the road, I was faithfully always going to this Christian church that I was Catholic my whole life, started going to a Christian church and then actually started really learning about God and his ways. But I totally wasn't ready to give up my ways. 
And it took a while. It really took a while. It took a lot of breaking. But I started to become vocal about Christ. Even though I was a hypocritical Christian, one foot in, one foot out, which Mm. many are. um, At this point, I didn't know. Just like many probably don't know. (laughs) They don't think, oh, that's not me. I was totally the lukewarm, hypocritical Christian in the clubs on Saturday you know, half-dressed and in church Sunday. And I genuinely loved the Lord, genuinely would praise Him. I wasn't on the altar, thank God. I probably would have been struck, struck down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, I genuinely, you know, I was genuinely pursuing that relationship with Him. And it really took a while. It took a while. But honestly, it was, it was more so a, a bunch of things that happened that kind of did it for me. Mm-hmm. The more vocal I became about Christ, the less interested the industry was. Mm -hmm. The more vocal I became about my walk and the more gods that I wanted to put in a song. Mm. I mean, you know who I was signed to? I was told, you can't say that word. Mm. God. It was God. It wasn't even like specific. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like, you can't say that. We we won't play that on the channel, you know, on our channel. So I was told I, I had to take God out of songs, you know, and, and how terrible is that? I, I was totally not strong enough to take a stand for him. I just felt like politically, you know, I had to be politically correct, right, right. which is terrible. You know, I didn't really have a backbone to stick up yet, Yeah, but it was a process. Mm. But the more the closer I got to God, the less interested everyone was until one day I lost my deal mm. in the midst of everything. I was in the middle of recording my second album in the studio with the biggest producers you can think of. They're paying for these guys. And um, I was dropped. So so how'd they do that? Did they send you an email? Absolutely not. They send you a text? Did they come I'd into the studio? I never heard from the label at all. Really? My A&R at the time. Very, he was, he was amazing. Um, he was the only one who called and he was like crying, you know. But in terms of, it wasn't his decision either. He was very hurt about it. Um, my management told me, you know. Just gotta, you know, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. That was the spiel I got. And I'm like, all right. But at the same time, my family broke up for the first time ever, you know. Um, first time my dad ever moved out. I mean, a lifetime of, of uh, just dysfunction. And this is all happening at the at same time? At the same exact time. And I was engaged. And that ended, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um but I lost my entourage. So here I am looking for my friends, my entourage, everything was just like the light turned on and the roaches scattered. It's kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I was left alone, completely alone. My family, they were broken up, so they weren't mentally strong enough to help me through. My friends were like, you're the strong one. Uh, my fiance, that was done, and that was definitely God. Thank you know, thank God for that. Um, and my label. Mm. So I was left to figure it out, and at that moment, I I just I'm very loyal, and at the point where your family, you know, kind of you feel betrayed by that, feel betrayed by the industry because you feel like, you know, here they were, they were they were my support system. They deserted me. Friends deserted me. Everyone deserted me. I was looking for that one constant Mm -hmm. that I've had throughout my whole life. What can I hold on to at this point? And it was God. What 
was always there. Who was always there regardless of what a mess I made of my life and how many times I fell down. It was always God. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I looked, I really just thought about it, looked myself in the mirror and I was just like, what in the world are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? It's God. Mm-hmm. Did you ever write that song? <laughs> it's God. <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, I'm working on the record, yeah, so thank well, you. you. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, and that that's what it was. Yeah. And at that moment, hardcore. I just said, you know what, God, you have been here. You've and then as I as I started to you know um, get deeper and deeper into learning about him and pursuing that relationship. I was just becoming fascinated with God and how could I have neglected him in that way? Mm -hmm. I just put everything else aside and I dived headfirst into him. It's awesome. It's almost like that was the moment for you where God was like, what I had to show you is now over. Exactly. And it was nothing but a show. (laughs) It was. It it was. It was like... I saw the truth. I saw reality. I saw life for what it really was. It wasn't for the glitz, the glamour, the fame, the fortune. You know, it wasn't any of that. I Mm -hmm. was, you know, I mean, I'd done all these things that the youth these days think is cool. I did it all. Yeah. And that void was still there. I was still angry, still miserable, still always wanted to resort back to why am I here? Mm -hmm. I should end my life. Mm. And then when it hit me, it's God. (laughs) That's why nothing is ever going to work right. Because I've neglected the one thing in my life that has given me this life. And it was him. Praise God. You got to write the song. Yes. All right. And we're going to hold you to it. Then we're going to have you back after that song's written. Okay. But in the meantime, give me a song that speaks, that sums up what you just said. It was God. It's God. One of your songs or a song. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually just wrote a song about it. It's so not really about it, but it kind of does say, okay. <laughs> Out of a job, all my bills are late. I can't rub two dimes to put a bagel on my plate. They're all mad at me, don't know what else to do. I've been so mean and angry, I can't help myself for you. I looked at a steeple, I saw all the people, and then I found myself at the door. I heard the preacher say it'll all be okay if I let it go and trust in the Lord. The world's still growing, we need to keep going, it's not always gonna happen our way. Remember in the change of season, you got to keep believing, if you're breathing, it's a reason to say, hey, yeah. Even in this crazy mess, you are still insanely blessed. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of something like that. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) We're going to go to a break and be right back with Jeannie Ortega.
was awesome. Now, you just wrote that. Yes, that's, that'll be new. That's, that'll be on the new ah, record. So, yeah. so people are just hearing it for the first time. Yeah, actually. Nice. You heard <laughs> it, it first right here on TSC Music. That's right. And when yeah. it's available, we're going to be sure to let you know. You make sure you let us know when yes, it's available. Now, there's a gentleman sitting across the room. Yes. We didn't expect him, but I'm glad he's here. He's over there cheesing, you know, every time you say something. <laughs> he's my supporter. He sits up, he perks, and, uh, you know, something happens. Something rises up in him. <laughs> this is your husband. Ren. Ren. Ren, the Righteous Ren Rebel Law. Law. Uh, yeah. What's the, what's the whole name? Oh, the Righteous Rebel is, is what's The his, Righteous yeah. Rebel. Man, we're going to have name. you back. Uh, sure. And, and I, as, as bad as I want to talk to you now, and I'm going to just a little bit, piquito, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because this is about uh, your wife. But, but tell me how you guys hooked up. How did you f- meet your wife? Well, I was actually on my own particular journey. I was in the military. I served in the Air Force. And I kind of got to a point where I noticed that everything that was happening in the Air Force was like just kind of bothering me in terms of like morality. And Mm -hmm. I noticed that a lot of times that we were fighting for oil, you know, as opposed to fighting for, you know, justice and freedom and things that, you know, you desire to fight for. That's a podcast beyond this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) basically what happened was that I found God in Okinawa, Japan. I got saved in Japan while I was across seas and I came back. God told me to get out the military and everybody was telling me, oh, the economy is bad, you know, you need to stay in, money-wise, trying to, like, guilt me to stay in. And eventually, I just, like, you know, I got to go. God told me. I heard it audibly, and I decided to get out, came back to Oklahoma, then came to New York with the intentions of, like, going on a journey to, like, find God, to grow, like, to Grenada, and actually go grow my beard out and read the Bible <laughs> on top of a mountain. Like, it was really my spiritual journey, my walk he with God. He thought he was Moses. Uh-huh. <laughs> But God put the brakes on my plan. He stopped me in New York at my mom's church. And sure enough, that's where I met Jeannie. And from that point, like, I didn't even know she was a singer. She kind of, like, kept that from me. You know, she yeah, wanted to know be a I genuine relationship. He didn't know I had fame or any of that. Uh-huh. When he met me, I was just a worship leader, a servant to the Lord. So when you say your mom's church, your mom is a parishioner at this church, or is she a yeah, pastor? Yeah, she's actually not her actual church, but that she was, like, partaking okay. yeah, in the remember. congregation. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did, we just started to court, and I started to get to know her, and... Still didn't know that she was a singer. And mm-hmm. then eventually, you know, like I noticed that God was just putting us together. And slowly, like she kind of started to pry out of me, 
you know, like you have a talent, you know, you should use it for God. And I started to get to know that she actually is a singer and that she no longer does it in the secular manner. She does now she's doing it for God. Now she's on the worship team. She's like learning how to sing and praise God. So I did everything I possibly could to try to support her and just back her up when it mm-hmm. came to that. That's great. That's awesome. Now, you told me where you met. My mm-hmm. question was how you hooked up. Well, we hooked up in church. So, yeah, that's that's still where you met. I want to know what attracted you to her. <laughs> what you know, get get real with me here. Oh, we're getting well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's get into. <laughs> you know how he uh, very cool and suave is. Yeah, just kind of little. No, I want I want all the details. Okay, well, well, not details. all of them. But give me yeah. see how that Grenadian Mac game exactly. Is. How that? No, it was actually terrible <laughs> <laughs> because he wasn't interested in in well, pursuing a relationship. Mode, he was you know, on his honest, way to Grenada. You were seeking. I was totally in God mode. Which like, was you know, I kind of put in a female perspective far away. Uh-huh. And I was just like, you know what? If I'm going to do this right with God, I need to just be all for God, right. like 100%. So and you but, were the worship leader, though, at the yeah. church. Mm-hmm. And so well, you just kind of started to happen. Turned over a church punch or what was no, it? No, you know? um, his mom introduced us. Oh, uh, okay. She, um, we have similar backgrounds in terms of our fathers, you know, both same type of struggles. So she mm-hmm. was like, you should meet my son, you guys. And she probably was planning oh, it in her head. Oh, she was in it, yeah. We need to get mom exactly. in here. But uh, I guess what happened also, you know, I'll be honest was that she was on the worship team and, you know, like I just saw this light around her, mm. you know, and it just started like she was glowing on the altar and I was just like, oh my goodness, like what's happening here? Like, <laughs> that's, that's an audio cue right there. We just, we just need to do the... <laughs> yeah. I remember him looking at me from... I would look at him, this new guy, and he would look at me with this look. Like no one ever looked at me like that before. Mm. Ever. And, you know, I had a whole life before me of, of experience and... No one ever looked at me the way he looked at me. It's like he saw me for who I was in God. That was the look, you know? Yeah, and it just happened so forth that we actually met, like, in the hallway at one point. And she, like, we started talking, and I kept on, like, prying at her, asking her, like, how she's doing. And she mm-hmm. was like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, Dude, I'm fine. Like, and so eventually, back off. <laughs> <laughs> it got to the point where we actually went on, like, you know, our first date, you know, and I just... We went to the aquarium, like Coney Island Aquarium, actually. And <laughs> she actually wanted to go to the aquarium for, for like a long time. For years. And just so, so you just made a dream came. come Even true. That, you know? He didn't know, though. He invited me to the aquarium. I'm like, how did you know that I wanted to go? It was, it was like this, these divine things were happening. It was so crazy. So you're thinking what? This is God. This is God. Well, no. Initially, no, I was just like, there's no way I'm ever going to be with a man again, ever. I well, just want God. I was in she the same mode. I wanted anybody. God. And I'd ruined my life so badly before with everything. Mm-hmm. Music, men, money, you know. I didn't want I didn't want a relationship. I just wanted a relationship with God. Mm. And I was so full. Uh-huh. But I would say, God, if you want me to have a husband, then you have to make him for me and you have to slap me and let me know that that's the one. <laughs> Did he slap you? But the first day that I met him, it was so weird. The pastor was calling all the single women to pray for husbands. <laughs> And, you know, it's a small church, so it wasn't a what big church. church. Like, this this is a huge church. Yeah. 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 It was definitely a small church. They can't so. have yeah, we can't say exactly. name because uh, all the women will start flocking over there. No. For me, it was the, uh, the complete opposite. I stayed in my seat. <laughs> but I was also the worship leader, so of course people knew my business. Uh. So the pastor calls me up, and I'm like, oh, great. So I'm walking up to the altar, and then I'm thinking, and I'm like, Lord. Like I said, if you want me to, then fine. That was his first day in church. Wow. 
And I remember feeling like this heat in the back of me, you know, behind me. So I look back like, what is that? And it's like <laughs> everyone in the seats parted. <laughs> I just saw red. <laughs> but uh, seriously, wow. and, and the Holy Spirit said, that's your husband. Wow. And at that point, I'm like, oh, no way. Turn around mm. like, no. Oh, my gosh. What just happened? Lord. So when I first met him that first day, I was terrified because I heard that, you know, and I had a relationship with the Lord now. So it was easy for me to know when it was the Lord, when it was my imagination. Yeah, yeah. And um, so when I first met him, I ran like a little scared mouse. <laughs> I was just like, hi. Yeah, cool. Bye. <laughs> wow. Uh, but now you play a role in her. Yeah, ministry definitely career if you will yeah then i just try to do everything that she needs and you know, i try to fill in all the gaps possible mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to make sure that she's doing and fulfilling the call that god placed on her life and exactly what role do you play other than husband and support is there a role in the in the with the label that she's with or mm, i, I mean, know you have no. a feature you have a feature on one yeah, yeah actually yeah, i mean i have a feature when it comes in i guess when it comes to music wise yeah. but right. I, mean, I pretty much just do everything he, he fills necessary. in the gap so he has the managerial role um, even with the label, you know, he's he's a director. So he does do a lot of um, he does do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. And as well as uh, ministry, because we're both youth uh, leaders in our church. Okay. So. Great. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Dave Ham. So how do you know this guy? I met David at Acquire the Fire, the concert. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I used to go to those all the time. I was, I was like, a big acquired fire. I was actually Battle Cry. Cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's back awesome. in the day. Yeah, before it was called Battle Cry. Oh wow, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was Josh behind McDowell. the scenes. Yeah. No, 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 Ron. No, Luce. no, no. That's Ron Luce. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. Ron Luce. Yeah. Yeah. It was green room time. Yeah, yeah. I was behind the scenes. <laughs> I was a guest of Ron Luce, and uh-huh. um, I. Uh, everyone kept telling me about Dave. It was so weird. I went to a Christian. Easter brunch um, the week before I had heard his name and um, I was just like um, okay I remembered your name because it was very unique Dave Ham Ham. it's it's, it's an industry name (laughs) (laughs) and then as soon as I walked into um, Battle Cry my friend who was co-hosting the event is like you gotta meet Dave Ham So she was like, don't go anywhere tonight before you, you meet Dave Ham. And then I met him kind of running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's on running to the stage, and I'm like right there. Yeah. And that's how we meet. And then awesome. we just, we totally hit it off. So. Yeah, yeah. It's well, a blessing. That's great. Now, how long have you two been married? Three years. Three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Newlyweds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, that's great. Awesome. We're going to go to another song right now, and then we're going to come back and talk a little more about this ministry you have here.
Imperfection. It was perfect. <laughs> Featuring Ren Law. Yeah. Right, just reggae. How, now, how'd you get into? You know what? That's another oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> he corrected us. He just gave us the reggae the righteous, name. righteous, the righteous rebel. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have you back, man, because sure. we gotta talk about you and this whole reggae thing. And you I don't even to. you don't have dreads. You don't you yeah. don't look you don't look the part. No, he has shoes on, dress shoes, oh, a collar dress. shirt, and dressy pants. Oh, yes. That's what he's out. wearing right now. Yes. <laughs> There's, there's wow. no dreadlocks here. <laughs> no. So you are finishing up your project. Oh, you're yes. in the in the process. How far away? Um, far? I would say. I mean, I would say I'm like towards the end. You know, I I don't want to. I'm not in the in the the you business don't put of a rushing. Date right yeah, now. I don't want to yeah. rush either. Like I got, mm-hmm. I want to make sure the Lord. You know, he just deposits what he he wants in this record, not mm-hmm. me. You know, so that's kind of where I'm at. But and yeah, did you write all the music? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How many songs you got so far? Um, I mean, I have tons of songs. So we're right. reading through some gotcha. stuff and writing other ones. I'd say we have about six solid ones mm-hmm. that we're sure we're going to use for the record. Okay. Um, now, when you record, you have background vocals. You have a group. You have a yeah. No, it's uh, just me. It's just yeah, I do background just... vocals and vocal production and. You know, things like that. I've done it forever, you know. So mm-hmm. as you grow, you just learn how to kind of do everything. And, right. Um, but, I, you know, I'm always, I am very open to working with people, too. I think that's always an, a very cool dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of co-writes with the producers and stuff like that. And, okay. you know. How would you describe this project? Does it have I Latin feel this, or is it okay. CCM? Um, it, okay. So this is yeah. what happened. I was okay. <laughs> I was pursuing the CCM thing just because I felt like, you know, I went to Nashville. I was like very close to even moving to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just like, "You're doing Christian." Immediately, they, immediately they're like, "Go to Nashville." Go to Nashville. And um, I've been praying about it, and you know, I worked with everyone in Nashville. Nashville is incredible in terms of just musically; it's so uh, inspiring. Then I came back to New York and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to Nashville and do the CCM thing. And, but I, I didn't feel the liberty mm-hmm. and the Lord was just, you know, I just felt, I can't, couldn't feel the liberty, took it to the Lord and the Lord said, I don't want you to conform to the world and I don't want you to conform to the Christian one either. Mm-hmm. I want you to do what I've made you to do. There's an audience that needs to hear what you do. Right. And, um, you know, so that's very, you know. Okay, <laughs> Lord, great. Here I am again. <laughs> Back to square one. Back to being me. Yeah. Back to being me. And, and that kind of, it just keeps circling back to that, you know. Um, back to just being who the Lord wants me to be. He mm-hmm. created me to be. And sometimes, even as Christians, you know, we start to get politically correct. We start to fall under uh, what the rest of the Christians are doing. But 
we really have to be open to where the spirit is leading and yeah. how he wants us to 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 be the light in in the particular you know situation we're in and I really, I was very rebuked and I felt very rebuked by the Lord. Mm -hmm. It was very good though, because I would tell you, here I am, you know, uh, I was about to do this again and I would have did it wrong again. Like, really? (laughs) So I'm glad that the the brakes were just put on that and I was just like, Lord, I, you know, I surrendered everything to him and that's kind of how I got involved with uh, AIC Records, which is my label here in New York. Um, just kind of from the ground up, mm-hmm. uh, didn't go to Nashville, didn't do the CCM thing. Not that I can't do it and not that I, I won't do, you know, probably a couple of songs that are CCM just cause I'm a pop artist. Mm-hmm. So pop can, can also be very CCM if you mm-hmm. wanted to, but it still needed to be me and real and, and kind of New York, you know, yeah, yeah. just edgier for the people that won't necessarily put on, you know, CCM station and and stay you know for instance me being from bushwick back in the day if if i was that girl i'd keep on turning the dial Mm -hmm. it wasn't more importantly though i think and i I appreciate so much what you said and i'm sure our listeners do as well uh is that not only were you not willing to conform again not that doing CCM is a negative thing. No, it's not. Yeah, uh, it's just not who you're meant yeah, to be. It's not who called. you are. It's not exactly. who or what God created you to do. And so many young artists move to mainstream. They try to follow what's happening now, what's mm-hmm. in now, what industry is presenting now, what what you know, who's the next artist the industry is throwing on the scene, and we mm-hmm. all have to copy that. And I so I'm so glad, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm be honest with you. Prior to Dave mentioning to, mentioning you to me, I I didn't listen to any of your music. I never yeah. I never heard it. Yes. But I would not have heard it had you gone the CCM mm. route. Yeah. You know what I mean. And so many others. You know, Pastor William here, one of our pastors here, would always say, uh, and I've heard him say it many times. We got to begin to thank God for the people we see get saved and the ones we don't see. Mm. And a lot of times we discount the ones we don't see. We underestimate how many people are actually being reached, even mm-hmm. as you're speaking in this podcast, That's how many right. people are actually being reached and are changing are making life decisions who, mm-hmm. who, whose family tree is being changed, literally, wow. because you shared what you shared. I'm not going That's that good. way. I'm not going to sell out or I'm not going to not be me for the sake of the limelight or for the sake of the advance or for the sake of the career. I'm going to stay here. And operate in this sphere of domain that God has placed me and, and allow the, the Lord to enlarge my territory. Hallelujah. You know, and so if you can stay there, I, I think that, you know, and I'm not a prophet <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but I believe in my heart of hearts, if you will stay there and operate in that one ring, mm-hmm. that God will expand your territory mm-hmm. and you're going to begin to see things that mm-hmm. you never would have imagined because you've had the experience. Yeah. You know both sides of this exactly. thing. You know the industry side, you know the ministry side, you know the mainstream side, you know the independent side, and now God has got it. you right where he wants you. If you hold fast, wrestle mm-hmm. that thing to the ground and don't let go, mm-hmm. I think the future is, is brighter than bright yeah. for you. It's yeah. awesome. Praise God. Yeah. Uh, you said it all. Yeah. I could say more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel no, a preach coming out right now. But, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I honestly think that that's what it is. Um, you know, I think where artists and even Christian artists can get, where they can get, you know, taken off track is when their faith weakens. Mm-hmm. See, I've now come to a place in my life where 
God is my provider. God is my source. So he is my my PR company. You know, yeah, of course, yeah. and you mm-hmm. will have sure. you will have the, 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 the people who really, you know, who are working, you know, in the, the physical, I guess. Sure. But he is my door. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much a company or um, or me, you know, or even a gift. Yeah. It's more the Lord. And if it's God, then. There, there can't be a box that can contain it. And the great thing about that it is can, that he's the one consistent thing. You know, exactly. you had A&R people come. Exactly. Some of them have delivered, but they also left. Absolutely. You've had managers come, they delivered, but they also left. You've had friends come, they delivered, <laughs> Absolutely. but they also left. God never, ever, ever changes. Ever. And when we grasp that... Then we're not running after the bigger picture that says, well, because what that does, and you, you hit it when you said that, that, that it weakens my faith, because now we're no longer trusting God. Absolutely. We're looking over here looking for the things that God says, no, I can provide this for yeah. you, but in Amen. ways that you would never be able, ever be able to, to, to measure. Uh, so I'm yeah. just glad you stayed the course. Yeah, I think, well, I'd like to ask this, because um, <clears throat> I've enjoyed listening to just pieces mm. of your personal story. And just how God graciously has taken you through um, just with your life at home and family. Um, are we going to find your story in your music or, or any other outlets? Um, um, well, definitely. Um, I feel like musically there's always I don't know how to write music that I'm not. That's not a part of something I've experienced. Yeah. Um, for that, I'll let somebody else write it and I'll sing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but definitely with that, um, I definitely, you know, I, I definitely want to do more. Yeah. I, I want to, you know, do all the stuff that uh, could just, prov- you know, provide that outlet. If yeah. it's in a book form or in a movie form, hey, no. I'm still leaving it, you know, up yeah. to the Lord or maybe a book and a movie. I think I heard you were writing something like that. I am is writing that, a movie, right? but right. it has nothing to do with my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Not but yet. That's still a good thing. Not, Not yet. yet. That's the, the next you're one. You're writing, right? Well, you're still writing. Yeah, exactly. That, no, that script could change, you know. Exactly. <laughs> you could, I asked too because I could just hear the storyteller, and you even with just the uh, acapella piece that you just gave yeah. us, it yeah. just it was that story aspect. Yeah. I love music like that. Um, that just uh, kind of puts gives me a visual, yeah. puts Amen. me in a particular place, yes. just right there in community. I love um, it, and takes me on a journey. Thank you awesome. for that. You got to send us home with a song or send okay. us out with a song. Yeah. Um, and as much as I want to play something from that, you know, a project, I think our guests are going to enjoy hearing you sing one more time. <laughs> Absolutely. I know you've enjoyed hearing Jeannie uh, and having her with us today on TSC Music. We're going to be giving you some information where they can find more of your music. Um, yes. And we're going to have you back. Because we got to hear from this guy over here, <laughs> the sure? righteous rebel. <laughs> righteous rebel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and have you both back and have you do something uh, for us here at TSC Music. Cool. So appreciate you coming. So appreciate your story. So appreciate your music. Dave, thanks. Yeah. This was great. Absolutely. Thank any, you. Any last thoughts? Righteous. Oh, it was actually great. We enjoyed it. Hey, it's definitely man. a pleasure to be here. Send us out. I've been bruised. That's the top of my list of excuses At broken, mistreated, and bruises 
to the things that I've got to get through. And it's hard. It's been so much tougher than I thought. These wounds have turned into scars. But I still want. I wanna love like I've never been hurt. Wanna fight like I've never been burned. To melt every wall to the core of my heart. My God, I wanna love. Jesus, help me to love like I've never been hurt. Hey, <laughs> that's good. So tell us where you're going to be next. Um. Okay, so I have the Convoy of Hope, June 8th. Now, is that a church? Is that an event? It's an outdoor event. Okay. Um, awesome. I'm looking at my husband like, tell me everything I'm doing. <laughs> it's a big outreach. Yeah, it's an out. Yeah, yeah. I hear it's really huge. It is. Um, Convoy yeah. of Hope. Yes. Yeah. Probably on the internet people can find information yes. about it. Yes, just Google mm-hmm. Convoy of Hope and it's in New York. Okay. So um, doing that June 8th, I'll be doing... Uh, July 1st, TBN, 15th Street Live, which is really cool because they give you a two-hour slot and, you know, it's full concert. So I'll be yeah. bringing my entire band awesome. and we'll have some dancing and, you know, and just really just let the Lord do it and mm-hmm. just have a, a good old time doing that. Yeah. July 11th, uh, I think it's July 10th, actually. I'm sorry. July 10th. Uh, friend of mine and actually a mutual friend I might might be a mutual friend Dave uh, Rich he is renting out a theater in Manhattan nice. where he's doing a production of um, young actors and there, there's he's gonna do this whole thing where they present and then I'll do, I'll do the music portion of that so we're renting a theater in Manhattan 47 oh, Rich Street. Swingle. yes Rich Swingle yes, yes. Mm. oh that's good so that's gonna be cool um, I just think it's cool to have a theater in, in, in the yeah. city yeah. and we can do that um, I am also part of a Christian women in media and I'll be doing a Christian women in media event so it's just for women <laughs> but that is uh, June 13th. <laughs> I keep looking at Brent. Yeah, because you really don't know where you are. I, I don't even you know, know where you what's are, happening. Which is a good thing. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and you know what? Genieo.com. Genieo.com. Yeah, J-E-A-N-N-I-E-O.com. And, you know, God willing, your, all the stuff will be there. <laughs> good, good. Go check it out. Yeah. And 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 continue to follow her because she's got a project coming out soon. Yes. And uh, we'll have her back at that time. Jeannie, thanks so much again. Thank you. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSE Music with a Mission.
Take joy, my King, in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because music with a mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet and don't forget to use the hashtag MWM Podcast. Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TV. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, members of the Times Square Church Band discuss the roles of different types of instruments in the context of worship. 